Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is Stacy Hall. This is the Chi to be experienced. And we're continuing this episode to highlight the authors of the Women on a Mission book series. It started with one. There will be more coming. And today my guest is Gemma Benton, one of the contributing authors to the very first book in the series. And I am excited that she's here to help us all uplift our energy, which is what our podcasts are all about. So when we're uplifted, we're able to achieve our goals with greater velocity and ease, and that helps make the world a better place. So let me tell you a little bit about Gemma. The chapter she wrote for the book is, She Sang a Willow Song, A Journey of Reclaiming My Life and Power Through Sacred Song and the Healing Traditions of My Native Ancestors. Gemma is a traditional Native American singer, speaker, activist, intuitive, as well as being an author. And she says from the stage and in her writing, she likes to share her stories gathered during her 27 years of working in Native American and indigenous communities. And she uses transformational storytelling sacred song and ritual to empower people to heal the wounds passed down through the generations. Her website is healingancestralpatterns.com, healingancestralpatterns.com, and it is my joy to welcome Gemma to the Chi to Be Experienced podcast. Hi, Gemma. Hi, Stacey. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with you and share this conversation with you. Thank you for having all of us here. Such an important conversation. Well, that is very sweet of you to say. I feel very honored to have been able to connect with you for this time because of what you are doing in the world. I'm very um, sympathetic to it, empathetic to it, and thrilled that you're doing it. And I would love for you to share with me a bit of what interested you in the Women on the Mission book project. How did you hear about it? Why did you choose to get involved with everything else that you're doing in the world? How does it fit for you? Well, it's funny that you should ask that, Stacey, because I almost didn't. I almost decided that it wasn't in alignment. And simply because of the title itself, Women on a Mission, it kind of has, there was some heaviness to the word mission for me as a Native woman. It carried a lot of weight, um, you know, the idea that I was going to put my agenda on something, on someone else. So I really had to look at it because it was just last year in 2015 that Junipera Serra um, was canonized by the Catholic Church. And, and that means basically that he was made a saint. And for those who don't know who Junipera Serra was or is, is 
He was, PBS describes him as a driving force in the conquest and genocide of Native peoples and Spanish colonization of, of California. So for myself and a lot of Native people, especially Native women, the idea of having a mission really was kind of a loaded situation. I've even had elders ask me, are you sure you want to do that? But I decided I wanted to because over the last 27, 30 years, I've really been part of these conversations where we're going back. And that's the beauty of the time that we're living in. We're going back to heal these moments. So the thought of joining forces with 50 other women who wanted to share whatever trials and tribulations, whatever hardships that they had gone through as a way of reaching out and connecting and empowering women and bringing hope to other women's stories um, and outlining new ways that, you know, we all could do things together. That conversation I definitely wanted to be a part of. So that's how I got started, and I wanted to share a story of healing, but also, you know, to address those very real issues for that, you know, were present in my life and for a lot of people, but especially for us as women. So that's why I got started with um, this book. And it has been quite the journey. And I've loved sharing it. It was a journey sharing it with the other women and hearing their stories and watching their transformation as they wrote their stories, as they shared them with each other and began to create a community behind the book. So that was also very powerful. And I hear that. I hear it's very sacred for you, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that have occurred as a result of participating in this project? Well, the main thing, you know, for me is that it really helped just writing my story and sharing that really helped me to get clear about what it was so in my story, I share some of my some of my experiences, not all of them, but it really helped me to get clear about what it was that I wanted to, what the gift was that I wanted to share with other women. And it really came out of um, an experience that I had more recently in the last few years of repatriating on behalf of um, Native American tribes um, sacred items that were used. 100, 200 years ago in ceremony. Excuse me. <clears throat> and repatriating, bring those back to the community, um, it was really a very, um, a very powerful experience for me personally, and I share about that in the story. But as I was moving through that, I realized how powerful that experience was, would be for all of us as women, if we got to do something similarly. And I realize that that's the gift that I have to share with women is creating opportunities to reclaim themselves, to reclaim their power, reclaim even their relationship to themselves and power and wisdom. And really, I wrote the story in a way that was different so that women could move into that experience and walk with me through that story, walk through the the process, the ritual, as I was sharing it. Does that make sense? 
It makes complete sense. I just was waiting for you to completely finish because it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And speaking about power, the reason I had wanted to chat with you so much is that Chi to be is all about power. It's about energy exactly. and the self-generated power. In your story, you talk about power in a very different and unusual way. And I'd love for you to expand upon that, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we're talking about, like, the mission and what happened with Gina Paracera, and even, I think, what we're experiencing now, you know, contemporarily with, um, you know, the issues in politics that we're experiencing, the dynamics around Um, you know, the violence that we're experiencing, it's all indicative of a shift in power dynamics. So power in the last at least a thousand years, maybe even longer, maybe several thousand years, has equated to dominance and control. To have power, to have wealth, abundance, power, prestige, meant that I needed to take something and use it um, on, you know, ideally for my, my own well-being, <clears throat> but often at the cost of someone else. And so much of, you know, what's the, the dynamic that's changing and what you're behind in Chi to Be, as well as, you know, I've been reading your other books as well, <clears throat> is about how that dynamic is changing. And it's So that's where the conversation really gets exciting to me because we have the opportunity to go step into these places where of conflict potentially, where there's been some pain, where there's been some trauma and say, I'm holding space for something new to happen here. I'm holding space for a real power to to emerge. So in my story, I share a quote from Native activist, um, Manoa LaDuke, and if it's okay with you, I'd like to share it with everyone. Of course. Absolutely. We've lived an honor. Yeah. It's, she, and she says it so beautifully when I found this. I thought she says so much in such a short little bit here. So I'll read it for you. It says, part of the mythology that they've been teaching you is that you have no power. Power is not brute force and money. Power is in your spirit. Power is in your soul. It is what your ancestors, your old people gave you. Power is in the earth. It is in your relationship to the earth. And when when Nona shared that um, with everyone, I don't know if people quite understood it. So in my story, I share it from the context of reclaiming our relationship to the earth. And again, specifically in the story, I talk about reclaiming those sacred items that were part of the way that women in particular took care of the earth, the way that we use that power with the earth, the power with our ancestors, with those traditions to care for our families, our communities, the earth, the generations, past, present, and future. So in my story, when I share about reclaiming that, really what, we're, what we were doing specifically is our reclaiming our ability to care for the generation, to heal and nurture and empower 
you know, to bring back, as you would say, that proper chi and that alignment with creation, with life, with power. So I think part of what's happening now is that as we're moving into a new time and we're bringing up our vibration, we're bringing up our uh, alignment with life and that life-giving chi power, <clears throat> these old places where, that, where there needs to be healing, where there's still that residual trauma, that intergenerational trauma or historic trauma is well, <clears throat> one of the things that we call it, comes up to be healed so that people like ourselves can, you know, and all women have this opportunity as we stand in our communities and our families to say, mm, maybe that place, that focal point for healing to come in, to be present to the good, the bad, the all of it, so that we can heal all of it, so that we can create this vision mm, of life as we would really want it to happen from choice, from a place of true empowerment, that she, that life expressing itself outward through us. So that's, you know, that's part of the conversation I wanted to have with you about power too because in your book you talk about so much of that, um, the ways that we need to reclaim our power. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, because it was given to us, it's a birthright. We have the ability to generate it ourselves. It is not meant to be for me to generate yours, for you to generate me, which is what we've been taught, is that we must look to others. Um, we can interact with others in ways that help to lift our energy. It is not for us to look to someone else as having the clues not even, I wrote my book because I promised God I would write it when I discovered how to generate mine so that I could give inspiration to people. But it's written specifically with some guidelines and tips and resources for people to tap into their own, not to follow my way. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah, I, I would love to know you offer ways for people to remember to reconnect and to reclaim would you be willing to share you know we've talked about how important it is to do that would you now be willing to share how to do that yeah absolutely um you know a lot of it is you know you talked about it being a birthright and it's something that i think that we have to go you know back to really understand what that means you know it's something that we are born into, but it's something that often, because we're not born into a society that talks about those kinds of things anymore, it it's so important that we, you know, it, we have to do it intentionally. We have to go back to reclaim and remember what our birthright is you know, and to really honor that for ourselves. So when I talk about, I talk about remember as the first stage, then reconnecting as a second stage, and then reclaiming as a, as a third stage. The remembering really is going, 
we carry that memory in our bones. We already, you know, in epigenetics, the field of epigenetics and science is confirming all of this. But for indigenous people, we've known this forever, but it's, that is a memory that gets passed on in our bones, in our DNA. And we may not be aware of it. We may not understand what that is. But just, you know, as you have spoke about birthright, it's something that was, that our being present in this world has already happened. And so often remembering is a conscious effort of peeling back and going, what is really true for me right now? What is really, really true? So there are five different types of truth, as I understand it. And one of those, I won't go into all of those right now, but one of those types of truth is the truth that goes beyond the illusion that sees, like an artist is taught to see the empty space um, as being very alive. And to you, that is part of the design in art. It's you retraining our minds to use our eyes, our hearts, and our our internal vision, our you know what people commonly think of as our third eye, to see past the illusion of what is into something else, something more dynamic, the truth that, that is there. And oftentimes that is a truth that is, you know, when I talk about it, both and. So it is both empowering and there is also the part that we have to bring healing to. So remembering includes a cleaning up and a healing of old cycles, stories, traditions. Um, and that's, you know, part of our responsibility in this generation to do so that we can bring more, because those are places where we disconnect. Those are places of disempowerment. And as long as we carry those in our bones, we can't bring all of ourselves into 100% into what we're doing now. So for women, as they're, you know, becoming more powerful, these conversations almost always come up naturally. That these these fears, these places where we disconnect, come up. Which is, again, you know, your book is so powerful about helping us to to revisit those places. But remembering is is going into being willing to go into those places and say, what is the most powerful truth that's happening right now? Both and both the good of it and Um, the the uncomfortable places and leaning into those places, leaning into those fears and doubts and really asking what is that about while remembering that you are connected to everything, that you are in our native way we say, all my relations, as a way of reminding ourselves that we are related to everything, all things. So both and, both the the fear, the trauma, the pain, the violence, and the blessing, and the beauty, the joy, the happiness. And remembering is bringing those two things together in our lives, past, present, and future. And 
in those places gathering our power um, so that we can bring that power into our vision, into our reconnecting with life as it is now, reconnecting with those places um, for potential healing and potential power. And then reclaiming that as a final step is really fully stepping into and embodying that power, knowing that there is both and, that it's not separate, that it is one cohesive piece. And we do a similar type of thing when we're, when we sing, you know, I bring about our voice as women and our story and sacred song that brings both the vulnerability of the emotion that gets expressed in sacred song that we use to connect with our bodies and connect with what's happening and connect with other people, but also the power. So it is, it's both and, and it's both masculine and feminine. It's both raw and vulnerable and um, strong and secure. It's all of that. Make sense? Yes, it's like a deep drink of water. Mm-hmm. Everything you just shared, it it's, goes very deep into the self. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful. Now, I've been asking you questions, and there's probably things you wanted to share with people that I haven't asked you. So I'm going to give you the last three minutes here to go ahead and share with us. Well, again, I just want to thank you, Stacey, for having me. There's, yeah, a lot of things that we could talk about. And I want to invite listeners, again, if anything has, you know, come up for you or there, it's leading into areas that you've already been exploring, which is my hope that it will connect with those people. I'd love to connect with you and have a conversation about some of these things. Um, I have my website, is Healing Ancestral Patterns, and I have a webinar that I'm putting together that talks about the wisdom wheel. And if people want to learn more about that wisdom wheel as a tool to reintegrating, remembering, reconnecting, reclaiming their power and their wisdom, I'd love to send that to them as well. Zella, one more time, how do people get that from you? You can visit my site at Healing Ancestral Patterns dot com or you can email me at Gemma at healing ancestral patterns dot com. Either way works great. Okay. I'm gonna ask you to say it a little more slowly. It's not coming through very clearly. Okay, and I've got a cold so my voice is so pardon me. <clears throat> it's healing. Like we're healing ancestral A N C E S T R A L patterns with an S patterns, all the patterns that we have to the generations.com. HealingAncestralPatterns.com. Fantastic. That's beautiful. All right. Well, I would love to have you all join me in really honoring Gemma and her time. You can hear what an amazing spirit she is and how every word she utters is a healing message to the world. So it's been a great joy 
for me to be with you. And I want to do a shout-out as well to Women on a Mission on the whole project, which is actually a project of Success Now Network. Success Now Network. And you can check them out on Facebook to learn more about the whole uh, project and how it is supporting people to be extremely successful in record time. And right along with that, if you are interested in learning more about power, personal power, and energy, would you please join me by receiving your free subscription to my weekly Attraction Tips blog at www.chi-to-b e.com that's g2b.com with dashes in between the words and she simply means energy it has been a pure as we like to say chi light damn gentlemen Benton with us today and i thank you all for listening and sharing your insights with us on the chi to be experience page on facebook and until next time that is the G. Bye-bye. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.